0: Grow Great is a city government leadership podcast with Lisa Norris and me, Randy Cantrell. Each week, we share insights, experiences, and wisdom to help you and your leadership grow great. Our website is growgreat.com. There's an old, um, I say old, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he's passed away by now. John Sebastian. John Sebastian was a guy that he was a kind of a folky singer songwriter. And he, he wrote, he wrote a song. I'm pretty sure he wrote it. All the stories we can tell, you know, you've heard it. I'm not going to sing it because I've got a cold. If I didn't have a cold, I would sing it. <laughs> but he talks about, you know, we did it. We did it for the stories we can tell. Now, Lisa knows. And if you've listened to us much at all, you probably can tell I'm, I'm pretty fascinated by narrative and storytelling. And by storytelling, I don't mean fiction, but I mean, just the narrative, the perspective. Um, And I'm, I'm that way because I've just seen the power of that in my professional life. I've seen it in the lives of other leaders. And sometimes we have lived with the story for so long because we're looking at life through our eyes, mm-hmm. and we see it the way we see it, and we just assume that other people they see what we see, mm-hmm. and they don't. And this week has been not unlike, frankly, for me, not unlike any week. Uh, I, I spend, I spend a considerable amount of time with people because it just it seems to me that we don't given enough thought we don't give enough thought to the reception the reception of the story or the narrative we're thinking about it a certain way we think other people they too they're seeing it that way and then there's this shock and awe that happens when we realize oh wait a minute wait a minute no no that's not what i what i meant at all now you and i have talked before because when we first met um Lisa used a term to describe herself, and she used the term taskmaster. And my ears perked up because I had an immediate sense of what that is. You say taskmaster to me, and I'm thinking mush, mush. You know, it's somebody that just a a stern taskmaster is, is somebody that is a, just a driving animal. And I'm sitting here looking at this person that you, this lovely lady that you guys see on the video. And I'm like, she doesn't, she doesn't strike me that way. And so I asked her, well, what do you, what do you mean by that? And so she told me that she, she is accomplishment driven. She's got to get stuff done she wants to get stuff done she does not like stuff hanging over her head she does not like unfinished business she wants to get it done she likes to get tasks done so she's a master of the task that's how she meant it now the interesting thing with all this is her boss who commissioned me for her i had i had met with her boss and her boss used the exact same language to describe this person that I had not met yet, and so I thought, "Hmm, okay." Now I would love to tell you that this is super uncommon, but it's not. This is—I <laughs> mean, this happens almost a hundred percent of the time, and it's just kind of interesting to me. So, in my world, the way it works is there's a sponsor, that would be Lisa's boss. There's the client, that would be Lisa. The confidentiality with a client is sacred and the sponsor knows that. So I will typically get some kind of a lay of the land from the sponsor person who's hiring me typically for one of their direct reports. Uh, 99.9% of the time, these are all high performers. I just, I don't do remedial work. Uh, these are people that are highly regarded, highly prized by the organization. Um, I jokingly say nobody's going to give me a purchase order to get somebody out the door quicker. It just doesn't mm-hmm. happen. Uh, so she has described this woman that I'm about to meet. Um, she's a taskmaster. Now, in that conversation, I don't think I asked because I was just, we were on kind of a tight. You're scale. absorbing. Yeah, <laughs> and she was just trying to give me a, a lay of the land. Uh, but that that was an interesting, you know, and it's just an anecdote of, of what happens all the time, that we use language, we use words, we are in this storytelling mode. And it, it does prove a bunch of points, not the least of which is our bosses pay attention. I mean, our our our, our bosses hear that, and oftentimes they echo using the same vernacular that we use. And I'm in no Describe way. Describe
1: yourself the same way.
0: Oh, she absolutely! Described herself
1: the same way. Oh, uh-huh.
0: absolutely, absolutely. She well, it was it negative? No, no. She did it. She described it in our conversation. It's just that here I am now, this outsider, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not thinking of this term the way these ladies are thinking about this term. It's like <laughs> like well, maybe I'm out of step here. Uh, it just, it just, I think goes to show just this dance that we do with one another when it comes to language and words and storytelling and I'm not talking about anything highbrow necessarily. It could be, but I'm just talking about just our, our daily interactions with people, our daily interactions with coworkers and just this narrative that, that we create because we've all got truth be told. We are all the, the we're all the number one star in our own movie, that movie being our lives. I mean, n- nobody's a bigger star in my life than me. Mm-hmm. Nobody's a bigger star in your life than you. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. we've got all these other people that are important to us, but we're not, we're not living our lives looking through their eyes. We're looking through right. our eyes and we're processing everything with our feelings and our emotions and our background and our experiences and our insights and all the rest. And, you know, so when it comes to trying to. I don't know, control's too strong of a word, but trying to properly influence that story that we are crafting. I'll simplify it. Here's how I'm thinking, then I'm gonna shut up and let you talk because my head's clogged up. But if <laughs> okay. we can if we can get if we can get fixed in our mind the story that we most want to live and if we can behave in ways that are congruent with living what we want to live which means improving the things that we we want to improve on learning about the things that maybe we don't even know we need to improve but maybe we do getting even stronger in the areas that we are already strong shoring up weaknesses so that those weaknesses aren't problematic i mean i'm never going to be i'm never going to be you know a, a strong math science guy i'm not but Do I have to have some fundamental understanding of certain things? And have I had to understand? I mean, I have been in a technology-based world since I started selling stereo equipment. Numbers and math were a big deal. Specifications were big deals. Uh, Performance of electronics, uh, big deal. Really, math and science, well, I, I couldn't let that weakness be a problem. Well, I could but that wasn't smart. So I dove in to shore that up, not to become an engineer, but just to better understand it so that I could do my job and and help customers and so forth. So we've we've got to do all of that. And I think self-awareness is in here in a big, big way for us to craft the life that we want so that we are actually living the story that we want to live So, this is not about being fake it till you make it. This is not about living some Instagram life where we're pretending. This is about can we aim for something higher? Can we aim for improvement? And then can we live that story out and then make sure that that narrative properly fits really what we're trying to do? I don't know. Probably way too, that was way, that was way too wordy, but. This is so important, I think, not just in managing up, but super important in managing sideways, in, in having these peer to peer conversations with people. Cause let's face it, we're living in a real knee jerk world. I mean, we're living in a headline. I read the headline, I don't read anything. Space.
1: Yeah. Get things done.
0: Yeah. And
1: next it, item, yeah.
0: And because of that, you know, I just think there's an awful lot that gets lost in translation.
1: Yeah, I would tell you, you know, as, as, uh, and we've shared, if you're hearing this story before, we have shared it in other contexts on uh, in our other podcasts. So, so don't turn us off yet because it's, this is a, we're taking it a little bit different twist on this one. Because as, you know, as Cheryl and my, my boss, the sponsor, described herself as a taskmaster i was describing myself as a taskmaster and this is early in our relationship i remember her perspective to me i don't know what she said to randy um but
0: that's how she said it yeah and so
1: for me she was saying we were just having a conversation i honestly can't tell if this is before randy after randy because we have weeklies, so there's lots of conversations we have and i just remember saying i um You know, you're describing yourself as a taskmaster, but I want to get you from taskmaster to strategic. Now, this caught me off guard. For those of you that know me, I'm super strategic. I'm, I'm, I'm always thinking of this overarching, where do I want to go? How do I need to get there? What do I need to be five years from now? And how am I going to get my team there? And then what are their current challenges we have to overcome? The problem was the story. Exactly what Randy talked about. This is where, when I'm describing myself, so it's important to understand where you are and what they're saying because I could have easily taken that and gone, Well, holy, you know, holy, oh, I almost said it. Holy heck. (laughs) Holy heck. (laughs) Holy heck. She thinks I'm not strategic, which is initially what in my brain. Sure. I didn't say it out loud, but that's in my brain. I'm like, Well, okay. She thinks I'm not strategic, I'm absolutely strategic so and i am I'm a, I'm a I'm a kind of an analyst. I have to think about stuff, so when you tell me something that's perceived as potentially negative, I'm a processor, so I have to go think about it. She knows that about me now, and I said, okay, I just I need to think about this um at some point, I'm talking to Randy because I'm like, man, I am a strategic person, but clearly." Either one not showing her, or two she doesn't see it right? Mm-hmm. not her fault that's my fault so so now the goal is the storytelling, and I think that's what's so important in what you describe, Brandy, and you set the stage for it. It doesn't mean that I'm not a taskmaster because I absolutely want to get things done, and I want my team to get things done, and I hold accountability around getting those things done so that we um not only fix the issue, but fix the root cause. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about strategic, I don't just look before me at what I need to fix right now. I go to my team and we talk about how did it get, the, tell, tell me what got us to that point. What do you think the issue is? And they'll say, well, we just need to fix. We need to go into Lawson and we need to go fix that department name. Well, how did the name get wrong in the first place? Well, when we create names, we do blah, 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 blah. Okay. Does each person do it the same way? No, we just pick what we, you know, whatever the department wants is what we do. So we, so then you go backwards and I'm like, okay, how can we do that better? So there is a method to the madness so that every time we name somebody, we are thinking of these three things. And I, and I talk through the team and tell them about that. And that's how we backtrack and create a solution to the problem, not the what's right in front of us. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you, you can fix a pothole or you can fix the road. Yep. Right. So you can fix the pothole, which is what we do to get by. And then I go back, say, add that to our project list. And we know we need to go look at all departments and we need to fix that. So it's better into the future. Don't have to do it right then, but it's on our list. So when I say
0: you want it fixed and you want it to stay fixed, you don't want to refix them.
1: fast is not always best and easy is not always best. Sometimes it's slow and hard. That's right. Right. But slow and hard often is more productive in the long term and less time consuming as well. But it's over the course of time.
0: So you have to balance
1: those two. Sure.
0: So when she brought this up and you're immediately thinking, wait a minute, she doesn't think I'm strategic. And right after that, you took ownership of that. You basically absolutely. you basically took that as well. That's that's on me. Well, yes. why, why, Why did you think that? Because. You and I both know there's a lot of people that would think, well, that's on them. You know, they've got me pegged all wrong.
1: Well, one, she was a new boss, new perspective, and I like to grow. I always believe there's things I can do better. Been in role a long time. At this point, probably 25 years, I've been an HR director, and this is a term I had not heard before. I had not heard, you are not strategic. In fact, I was called into meetings by prior leadership for areas I didn't understand because they said, you ask questions that we haven't thought about. Right. And, you know, I remember Tom telling me one time, he's like, I am not. Anybody that knows me knows I absolutely tell everybody I am not a numbers girl. You need something with numbers. You need to ask budget or finance, not Lisa Norris. I can I can tell you about people like the back of my hand all day long. So um, Tom used to say, I remember he called me, said, Hey, I've added you to the budget meetings. I'm like, Tom, you have lost your mind. I do <laughs> yeah. not know. I do not know about numbers. I don't know about budget. I don't like budget. And why, why are you doing this to me? What have I done to you? And he said, and he just said, no, you ask great questions about things we haven't thought about. And I need that perspective in the meeting, you know, cause I would just like you, you call it naive curiosity. Yeah. have we, have we thought about if we want that in that fund or not, or in this fund where we have, and they're like, Oh yeah, we probably should put it over there. You know what I mean? It's just well, those, you kind and I of are
0: those kids in class that aren't, a, we're not embarrassed to ask the stupid question or the seemingly no. stupid question, because we just want to know that badly.
1: And I, I don't do it just because at, because at the end of the yeah. laugh,
0: I'm, I'm going to hopefully get the answer. So hopefully I'm going to know more.
1: Correct. So, so you know, as we go back to this, so Cheryl says you need to be more strategic I think like anybody, I'm a high performer. I do not like to let people down. That was like a gut punch for me. But at but the you're same immediately time, immediately looking
0: like, in the mirror and taking ownership of it. Immediately,
1: because I'm like, first, it's a anybody who also knows me knows I'm competitive. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, how am I gonna meet her and meet her needs? Because I know inside me I am competitive. But if she's not seeing it, that's my issue, not hers. She's yeah. telling me what she wants me to be. Why would I not want to be that?
0: Yeah. So I that's a,
1: that's another lens, another set of optics.
0: That's a big that I needed to consider. For anybody listening to this, I think.
1: Yeah. I just want to I want to be the best me I can be. And if that's an aspect she does not see, that is my job to do better for her. Because if I can if I can do that for her, mm-hmm. guess what? I'm doing better for others. Maybe I'm not being strategic for my team. Well, guess what? I go back and I said, okay, talk to Randy at some point. He said, well, what do you think the problem is? And I said, well, apparently I'm not telling her what she needs to see my strategy side because I'm absolutely strategic, but I have failed there. And he said, it's about the story. You're not te- you need to tell the story differently. And I, and that's why I had never heard this term. So he explains to me how to tell a story and I said, you're right. So then, so, so now I've got acknowledgement. I've, I've slept on it. I've got a new passion that, okay, now this is one area of my growth that I need to focus on telling the story different so that she can see it. But my challenge, I don't know if you remember, Randy, I said, I can't, I don't know how to brag. I can't brag on myself. You remember that? Yep. And he goes, brag? I said, yeah, I don't I don't want to just tell her all yeah. the good things we're doing right. because it's just what we do. I mean, I, I know we're doing a good job. He said, it's not bragging. Figure out how to tell the story. It's like writing a book. You don't have to tell her everything. Guess what I did today? But he said, you can drop her a note. You can drop her a line and said, hey, we had a really positive interaction with so-and-so, um, and we got some things solved. Great news. I mean, just – yeah.'" So I had to think about okay, how does she receive information? One, I know she is super busy. Two, she gets a ton of emails. Emails not a good, not good for her. She yeah. she will respond. She has
0: is yeah, high performing. Email like a hole in the head, like all of. Them.
1: Yes, so she doesn't need emails. So then I thought, okay, and we do our weeklies. Well, guess what? My weeklies when I, so I'm looking at everything at this point. How am I? How am I delivering information to her? Um, what am I focusing on? Well, I look at my weekly list. It's all the projects we've completed, all the tasks we've done, all the, I've, uh, you know, I, I met with HR this week because, you know, that's what you asked me to do. I got the Lawson update completed. I got NeoGov cards issued. Well, that was no longer, that was no longer what I started doing. I started saying, uh, well, there was a couple of big projects we worked on. And the next, do you remember that payroll issue we had? I got together the team with HR, payroll, and finance, and we troubleshot that. And now we found a solution that's going to help us um, with payroll moving forward in the next couple of years. Or, I mean, that's a that's just a made-up example. Yeah. But that's the the discussion change from these are the five things I got done to here's the major projects you were interested in. Here's the projects I'm working on, and here's an issue that I'm collaborating with so and so, and then maybe, maybe once a month. And it wasn't it wasn't lined out like every Wednesday I'm going to give her something. It was every now and then I said, "Man, had a great meeting with you know I don't know the police chief, and we talked about strategies around uh, wellness programs and mental health uh, with that team. Got some great ideas we're going to be pushing out." Just simple stuff that I knew is important to her. Um, so, if any of you are looking at something that is told to you that might be a gut punch, it can be a gut punch in the moment. We're human, but what you do with it is everything. You can take it and discount it and not listen to what somebody's telling you. Now, of course, uh, I had respect for her. There, had, she had not. Been mean spirited. I mean, if you've got a, a leader that doesn't have your best interest at heart, that doesn't, does not, doesn't care about what you're doing, this isn't going to work. But in this case, we were building a relationship new. I think we had maybe been four months together or something, um, my boss and I. And so I didn't have any reason not to trust her, and um, that was a, that's an important piece of this because. First, I want to do a good job by her. I want to do a good job by you that's listening, by Randy, by my team. Those are all important factors in the way I'm built. I'm not here just to please, but I'm here to do a great job with whatever you need me to get done and do it in a manner that serves the best interests of my team, my department, and my city, and ultimately those above me out beyond, you know, up, out, and down, I always take those into play to serve well um, as best I can with whatever's given me. So that was what I kept in the forefront, Brandy, for when that when she approached me with that. Communication was direct, but that's her style. And I had to listen to what she was asking of me and find a way to meet that in a manner that was conducive and um, positive for both her and I. It met both of our needs. And guess what? Um, you know, here we are today. She trusts me. She respects me. She asks my input. I mean, I would venture to guess that we share great um, dialogue on things that are of issue for the city, not just me any longer. So I, I know there's trust that's been established and developed, and that's what's key. Had I taken a different approach, had I said, this is ridiculous. I'm strategic and she doesn't know what she's talking about and just gone about and been had high ego and low self-awareness, this could have been a completely different outcome. And I think many people that I work with get trapped in that. They believe they are good because that's what they've been told in the past. I was good too. I was good at a lot of things, but guess what? There's a gap that somebody's identified And it's somebody I haven't worked with recently. And it's somebody that came from outside our city in. Why would I not listen to that perspective and consider it? I, I mean, you need to. So the storytelling is very important. And then beyond the storytelling, like I mentioned, it's navigating the how, how to do that effectively with the person for which you're trying to tell your story differently, You need to understand them. You need to know what counts. And don't just, I always say, don't make it look like a scatter chart with the dots all over the place. Don't just throw something. I really had to think about how do I need to communicate to her about what and when. Those are the things that count because um, I'm not a braggadocious person. I honestly could not tell a story at all. And I would be fine with myself because I know at the end of the day, I'm doing a good job by those I serve, but that doesn't serve her well. And that doesn't serve the city for what she needs from me in the leadership position. So those are the things that I learned that were critical.
0: Well, one of the, a simple foundation for me. So I'm a teenager. I'm selling stereo equipment and in any brand of of electronics is you know there's model numbers so mm-hmm. let's let's get it down to uh, a sony a sony model x y z
1: right
0: well if I'm selling a sony model X y z and you can drive across town and they're also selling a sony model x y z it's the same it's the same product it's the exact same product and I'm sixteen years old or so and it dawns on me i have an epiphany one day cuz i am just a man in search of an epiphany
1: <laughs> yeah i've seen that
0: and uh <laughs> i had an epiphany and the epiphany was i'm 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 with a customer and you know and if it, come on in sales you're obviously you're wanting to fill the need or the desire of, of the shopper and you know different people like different things I couldn't tell you what the feature was. I couldn't even tell you what the product was, but I remember it clear as day. I began to enumerate some features of this product and I'm looking at body language and his eyes light up and I can see I've hit on something. And I I ask, you know, is that, would that be an important feature? Oh yeah. And he goes on to enumerate why this was, this was an important feature and I sold him the product. And I remember going home that night and thinking, I got credit for that feature in that product because I'm the one who told him about it. I didn't make the product. I'm not an engineer. <laughs> it's, it's the same model that anybody else carries, but they don't get credit for that feature because they didn't tell him about it. When he went and shopped at the competitor, they did not tell him i told him and that forever changed my my whole thinking about this story telling again we're not talking about fiction Mm -hmm. we're talking about complete honesty total truthfulness but but it's the how it's the how but i got credit because i told him about it
1: and you got trust too
0: yeah my competitors didn't get that and so I I use that illustration to hopefully, you know, help, help paint a picture for you is, and isn't it funny that those toxic people, those people that high performers are sitting here wondering, man, I mean, are they ever going to do anything with this person? I mean, Mm -hmm. are they ever going to get rid of this person? Are they ever going to do anything at all with this person? Am I, am I, am I stuck with this person the rest of my career? Um, and everybody's got them figured out because unlike you, if they get that gut punch moment, they're resentful, they're bitter, and they're immediately blaming the person who's heard a certain story as though they don't have any part in it.
1: Yeah. Or potentially can, dis. I've, you know, I've seen it over many years. Y- you've seen it in, especially in HR, because we're working with so many yeah. departments on corrective. I've seen it. Go so many ways, but the number one result of a difficult conversation gone south, whether you know, is the uh, like you said, is the resentment and the disengagement. There's disengagement, it's hard to get them back, right? Uh, because they have to make a choice do they want to correct, do they want to improve, or do they believe themselves to be the best version at that moment? And it's all about their belief system and in their. Their choice to take criticism given and do something with it or not, and that it ultimately comes down to that. Similar to your experience, I'll add on to uh, add a story. And you probably don't know this about me, even after two years, is I worked in a wireless. I think it was wireless. This is back in the nineties. Uh, phone phone store in the mall. Okay. This was a part time job in college. Um, don't even know if they're still around, but it was AT&T at the time. Um, and I don't know if they still, but it was, remember when the new cell phone came out it was like, for people that can see me, it was like the half the length of my forearm to my hand.
0: Yeah, It was like, it, a had, it
1: curved talking. around your face. Yeah. And then it had this long antenna you pull out from the top. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the whole thing was probably 15 inches long,
0: <laughs>
1: right. but it was like, you can go 20 feet away from the base. It's something, I mean, it was very small brand. These are brand new out where you don't have to have the cord.
0: Yeah. Freedom.
1: I'm a kid. I'm a kid. And you know, I'm in between getting out of college and trying to get a full-time job, working at the mall. The other people are on commission. There's these two ladies on commission. Yep. Sitting in the back of the room, (laughs) chatting
0: by the wall. I can see it coming.
1: I start, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm the same me I am now. I'm friendly. I'm engaging. I knew they were on commissions. I always would sit back and see if they're going to, like, literally get up and walk to the customer or going to wait for the customer to come to them. I had learned. I was so eager. I was like, oh, I'm just going to learn about all these projects. This phone's new. I wish I could afford it. That's cool. My dad would like it. So I just start, like you, learning about it. Customer comes in. I kind of look over at them. They're just... Still chatting, looking at the customer. So I just, you know, I just walk up to him and I said, Hey, how can I help you today? They're like, Well, I heard about these cell phones that had come out and you can actually walk. And I said, Oh, yeah, there's a couple of them. You have a, we kind of have this, these expensive ones and we lower in. Do you have to kind of arrange so I can keep that in mind? And, they tell me, they're like, I, you know, I'd rather go all in. If we're going to go, I, I want to go all in. I said, well, let me start with the top one. And if it's got features you like, let's start there. And then we can back down if it's too much, too little. I said, but it's pretty cool. It has this antenna that comes out and you can go like 20 feet away. And they're like, 20 feet, right. <laughs> you know? Right. So we go through this. I show them the features. I'm like, yeah, you dial. Here's a sample one. We got hooked up if you want to try it. And I took one. She took one. And we kind of, you know, she's like, well, that's awesome. So she's like, yeah, th- no problem. You sold me. Okay. And so she, she buys the, the two ladies fuming.
0: Oh, yeah. They hate your guts.
1: Fuming. They're like, you are, you're stealing all our sales. And I can't believe you, you could have given her to us. And I said, I didn't take or give anything. <laughs> you know, I said, no. I looked at you. You didn't move. She clearly has a question. She's walked in the store. I just offered to help her. And they're like, well, that you're stealing all our sales, and we're going to tell the manager. I said, okay, go, you know, go tell the manager. Do what you got to do. Next thing I know, there's another (laughs) college intern and me. Those two girls (laughs) are gone, and we're running the store, right? But it's about it's about the customer, not the sale. It's about the customer, not the sale. So it's it's not about it's not about the ask from my boss to be more strategic. It's about the customer and what I need. She's my customer. How do I meet her needs? Yeah. Your, your situation and my situation, it is about the customer and what they need to get, to get what they need, right? What did they need from me yeah. to meet their needs? And that's what we have to do as leaders and employees. You may not even be a leader, but if your leader asks something of you, What do you need to do to deliver that? Or It can only make you better. Why would you not want to do that? Yeah. Why would you not want to make yourself better?
0: It's it's unwise, in my opinion, to be transactional. Because transactions are a dime a dozen. We want something deeper and something more loyal than just a transaction. So you could view it. You could view this whole interaction, whether it's with a direct report, whether it's with a peer or whether it's with a boss and you could view it as transactional. I think that's a mistake. It it needs to be something more than that. And well, so and the
1: challenge Randy, becomes, as we talk, you know, as we talk about this, I'm sure there's many listeners alluding to my earlier uh, comments that say, well, great for you. You have a good relationship. You have a boss that's interested in you. You have a boss that invested in you. Randy, what would you say if they come back? And I don't have that. Mine is always criticizing. Mine is always demeaning.
0: Well, you that- and I, you and I have been places where people came up and expressed that exact same sentiment. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't know what my I don't know that I've got a a, a pat answer. But I, I mean, grow where you're planted. I will maintain to my dying breath. If we can serve the boss, in this case, your example, the boss who seems unworthy, then how much better can we serve the boss who may enter our life that is worthy? That's right. I mean, so you can sit here and we can make personal judgments all day long on, well, they don't deserve. Okay, but what what do you deserve? Yeah. Do you not deserve to do your dead level best? It's why I kind of started with, it really starts with, It doesn't start with telling the story and then let's live up to that story. No, let's reverse that. Live the story. When Lisa told you what she told you about this whole strategic thing, Lisa didn't go change anything. Lisa was already living this life. She was executing strategic things. She just was not making that enough of the story for her boss to really see it. Now, her boss, super busy, a lot going on juggling an awful lot of stuff. So they're developing the story based on the information that other people are giving them as they should. And we all do. Yes. So and, and what they did, could
1: see in their, in their role at that time, yeah. mind you, mind you, everybody, this is in the middle of COVID where we were all working from home with a new relationship. Yeah. So that's, that that's added great. a component that's important. It's not just about the story you tell, but I started inviting her and she would tell you this. If you talked to her, I said, Hey, we're doing a thoughtful Thursday might be worth jumping on today. The topics X, if you right. have time and I would invite her strategically yep. to those and she could see it for yep. herself. She almost experienced it. So there was many ways that I was able to tell a different story. And that's not to say I didn't need to grow in greater strategy either. I mean, What it taught me is, okay, am I, am I doing the best in strategy I can do for my team, for my boss, for the city and for, you know, the department as a whole. And I'm sure along the way, there was things I even improved there. I'm just a big, and I'm, I'm just one listeners that I am not afraid to fail. You know, it's, 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 you fall six times, but you get up seven. I'm that girl. I don't mind. I don't mind the fall. I get up, dust myself off, okay, now now what? And yeah, it just true. challenged me. It just makes me
0: you're not pursue it to, harder. You're not afraid to succeed either though. No. You're not afraid to step it up and, and do it. I'm not afraid better. to take a
1: risk. The story, yeah, that's exactly right.
0: I just I'm I'm gonna maintain the story was always true. The story was never a fable. The that's story right. was never an embellishment. The story was completely truthful and honest and authentic with how she was living and how she still lives today and i just need to state that you, you mm-hmm. this isn't about i'm going to sell my boss on this i could have told <laughs> we used to joke i had a coworker when i was a teenager and we would joke back in the break room that if a customer said well does it have does it have this feature his answer to all those questions was always yeah so we would joke with him Well, do do you want it to, do you want it to have this feature or that feature? Yeah. Yeah. It's got that. And well, it it wouldn't have that at all. We're not talking about that. That's right. There's a lot of people in the sales world that do that. You know, I mean, would you like it to be this, that, or the other? It is this, that, and the other. No, that's not what we're talking about. You know, you've got to, you got to live the story before you can tell the story. You live the story so that you can share the story, but. We just sometimes lose sight of the fact that, I mean, how many people? I'm thinking of all the countless people that I've talked to that just think, "Hey, I'm doing this, and I'm doing this, and I'm doing this," and everybody just ought to pick up on that. Like, like we've all got nothing better to do than to watch you and watch what's right. in your life. And so,
1: and it's a careful balance. It's a careful balance yeah, of is. not not being braggadocious or high ego to say, okay, you don't know that I'm doing strategy. Well, here's the 28 things on my list and send it to me. That doesn't work either. That's not strategy. I just hate to tell you, you just fulfilled what they said you weren't, (laughs) you know? Um, So you have to think of what, again, it's the, how, how do I need to tell the story and how do I need to deliver that story to demonstrate what I am doing and then improve upon if you find areas that you're not doing well and make them better.
0: Thanks for watching and listening to Grow Great, a city government leadership podcast. For Lisa Norris, I'm Randy Cantrell. Be well, do good, grow great. The website is growgreat.com.